0: Christian Eriksson, Peter Schmeichel, Andreas Christensen, Pierre Mir Huybier, and Michael Laudrup are just some of the greats from Denmark, a country which has produced to convey a conveyor of talent. So that's where we travel to this week to take in the Superliga. As ever on the Europeans Football Show, I must unearth fledgling young talent we'll do that for a featured matches announcing our latest newcomer to test sc and catching up with our fantasy football section to see if we have a new leader joining me in the press conference this week are two peas in a pod a self-confessed knitted jumper fan who loves to talk at depth about his a side team that was gifted the title <laughs> marcus savage
1: <laughs>
0: and a lover of track suits and a newly founded singer who made his debut appearance at his own wedding jack brooks mm. Hello, chaps. How are we? Jolie, very good. <laughs>
1: very
0: uh, good
1: uh, Jack singing at his own wedding was yeah. incredible. Before the wedding, he's gone, I'm going to sing Shine at my own wedding. And he knew <laughs> the singer. And he's gone before, the, he's gone on, on his wedding. He's gone, ah, oh, the singer was called Russ. And he's gone, ah, oh, Russ wants me to sing. I don't want to do it. He wants me on the stage. And then as soon as the music starts, he goes, you. <laughs> so, uh,
0: I remember the whole wedding. I was like, "You're gonna sing the song, Jack." Oh, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. Oh, I'll get you. I'll get you a drink. I'm gonna draw a vodka coat, okay? And then I missed the song because I left by then. <laughs> I just seen this video it's the shock. next day, and then performing. Great. I mean, that's like midnight. So, yeah,
2: but you did it. Well done you. How are we though? A good week, Jack? Let's start with you. What's happening? Uh, Yeah, very good week. Thank you. Um, My under-18s that I manage are on fine form. Last two games have been a 10-0 and 7-0 victory, respectively. The latter away at Christchurch. is a good team as well, Christchurch under-18s. Good one to beat. So we're on good form. So uh, I'm considerably happier with how things are going. Good stuff. Good to hear it. Where, where, where are you in the league? I believe it's, uh, it's joint second. don't know how it works because we've got the best goal difference in the league and there's no head-to-head, but there's four teams who are joint second uh, and we're somehow at the bottom of that four with the best goal difference.
0: you get it's, many... Uh, I guess a lot of parents and stuff come, but I guess you, you don't get many fans
2: and such. No, you? I don't think you get fans. No, it's no, just, just, just weird, to be honest. Yeah, fans, yeah, yeah, fans. that would be... <laughs>
0: I would be, <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, that's that's fair enough. What about you, Marco? What's uh, are you banging him in again for Stockbridge this week?
1: No, we succumbed to a two-nil defeat at Locks Eve and I I've missed a, missed the a chance for about six yards. Uh, was, oh no! Talk us through it. Wow, well, it's a kind of very I'd say Man City-esque in the way that you get the ball to the byline and then you square it back. His one's been like spun in, like fizzed in. It's hit a few people, and I thought, just whack it. There's there's about there's two there's two defenders on the goal line and the keeper, so I sort of hit it as hard as you can. I've just kind of sliced, scooped it. (laughs) Honestly, was not my finest hour. We've all done it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, we have. No, I don't think I don't think I've ever scored three and three before either. Um, But no, we're still. I think that still keeps us second, but that was our game in hand to go top. So it's a real shame, real shame. But I also, where did you get this? I am a fan of knitted jumpers. I used to be a fan of knit. Where did you get this fact from me? So I can't remember telling you. The the (laughs) knitted jumpers. We spoke about it last week, didn't we? We spoke about this.
2: Marcus, out that.
0: Ah, Pep. Pep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That was my particular to be honest. I'm r- I'm, sh- I'm running out of material now. Uh after yeah. what we've been recording for what, six months and things uh, trying to think of new things to say of you both. It's becoming it's hard, very difficult. It? Yeah.
1: Um trying to th- places. so far we've been on the pitch, the dugout, the press yeah. box. <laughs> oh, I don't know where it's, it's far gonna far.
0: be. Yeah, the <laughs> moon next time or something like that. But yeah, that was, the knitted jumpers was the, the pep reference last week. So uh Hey, a little uh, bit different, like nice. it. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Should we uh, get started with a little quiz? Let's test your uh, knowledge about Denmark football. So some quite tough ones in here. So I thought you know ch- change things up. There's a few sort of interesting facts in there, all football related, of course. But we're sort of going back a few years. So maybe some of the uh, sort of the older listeners listening might really enjoy this one.
1: Marcus didn't want to hear that. <laughs> To be okay. fair, Danish players. Joel named them all in, the, in his in his build-up, so I am struggling. I,
0: I gave you a little clue there. So, yeah, it was a little feeder. I thought so. Maybe bear yeah. that in mind as we go along. So I'm not going to do an alternative system. Just buzz in. Um, just shout. Do what you want. Uh, fingers at the ready. Which year did Denmark claim their solo Euro title? Ah, uh, uh, oh. Jack,
2: uh, I've got it. Have you? I just don't know the. Oh, I, I, Five, it's, four, nineteen
1: ninety. Three, 90. Eh, eh. Marcus? No, it's the it. World Cup. Um, how would it? I, it's, it's either '92 or '88. Um, it was when you could have passbacks because that was on the basis of how they won it. So I'm going to say '88. Oh, you
2: should have gone with the other one. It's '92. I just couldn't get the
1: couldn't get uh, which was the Euro and World Cup. Yeah, year. I knew it was early 90s. Watch the other day, they basically won it, they just cut, kept time wasting from doing pass backs. Yeah. So, rubbish, isn't it? What, how did
2: that rule ever be allowed? Class, no, no it yeah. isn't. It's the worst get, worst thing ever.
0: Well, it was talked a lot, wasn't it, during the this year is yeah, when they when they got there. Um, obviously, reaching the semi-finals and to be knocked out by England this year. Okay, uh, nil nil. Next one: Denmark beat which nation on penalties in the 1992 semi-finals? Uh, Marcus, yeah that's, in, that's
2: incorrect. Um, yeah, I got no idea. I will say Holland. No, it know. is Holland. Well done, yeah, Jack. One oh, nil. Guess one well, nil no, no to Jack. Know. So we're sticking with
0: this 90s era. I hope you're enjoying it. (laughs) Which which Denmark player finished joint top scorer at Euro 1992 with a whopping three goals?
2: Oh, man alive. I mean, Uh, uh, just because I know we got one brilliant goal, I I don't think he got the the others. I'll say John Jensen. No. No.
0: uh, Michael Aldrup no um, again I think that was before his time it's actually Henrik Larsson and not the Swedish Henrik Larsson there is a Danish Obviously. Henrik Larsson of course would never have got that I've checked that uh, so nil nil okay I thought oh, this was, I'm sorry one nil now. still this is a tough one isn't it I did think I'm doing this thinking this is extremely tough
2: I feel and like, like only my, you know it's, it's, hmm. people, it's my dad listens yeah well I he think might, he would really he enjoy this. this quiz
0: yeah so those yeah, listening, so listening along playing along Really interested to see how they get Mm. on. Those 10 questions, let us know how they did. Okay, Lars Olsen captained Denmark to victory at Euro 1992. Which, (laughs) Yep. I'm just
1: thinking here, Marcus, you weren't born, were you, in 1992? The players that we focus on in this whole whole podcast are not born, Um. yeah. I
0: was too... Jack, you were born that year, and yeah, Marcus, you weren't here. Okay, so in that year, so Lars Olsen captured Denmark's victory. You are in 1992. What nation did Lars Olsen go on to coach in 2011?
2: Uh, let's just throw Finland out there. <laughs> good, good effort. That's a very good effort, but that's incorrect. Marcus.
0: Uh, Sweden. No, no, it's a little bit more uh, unique than that. A much smaller country called the Faroe Islands. <laughs> so <laughs> there's not one listener who would get that. Not one. I, I reckon you're a, I reckon, um, you're a man with No, Kate. no, I, no. I, I, I think you'd be no. surprised with that, Jack, honestly. Okay, okay. let's. I, let's
1: I, things are going to get a, easier
0: now.
2: A
1: Faroe here, here we go.
2: Who played left back for 12 minutes no, in no, 1992? No. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get
0: easier, I promise. Who, who is up? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so I know it's quite quite a few your questions in there, but it's nice to mix it up. Um, yeah. So after last week, we've had you know a lot of players and clubs and stadiums. We've gone down that route, so I thought let's go down a little bit of history. Okay, mm. who's Denmark's most capped player? Uh, Peter Schmeichel. Uh, yeah, it's Peter Schmeichel, of course, and the one and only Peter Schmeichel. 2-0 to Jack. Question number six. Two players with joint... Uh, two players with uh, the joint top scorers uh, for Denmark um, overall in international uh, football. Hang on. Hang on. One of them is Pau Nielsen Nelson. Who's the other? Uh, John Dow Thomason. It is. Yeah, sorry. you got on there just before you, Marcus. Which makes That's it 3-0 to Jack. Okay. This is... a. Uh, Question number seven. So still chance for you to get back into this, Marcus. You know,
1: rapid no, recovery. And How? <laughs> around current, current day football players.
0: No, there's a couple here, actually. The next, no, the next, after this question, <laughs> the next okay. three. Okay, here we go. How were the Danish team of the mid-1980s <laughs> affectionately known? Were they called? Cool? I've got multiple choice here, four options, okay? Were they the Danish diamonds, the Danish Maybe. dragons, the daredevils, or the dynamite?
2: Marco,
1: I'll let you go first. I'll go the Danish, I'll go the dynamite. See, I'll, go I'll, the just... dare...
2: I'll go the daredevils. Yeah, I can't find the answer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why I read the answer. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's a panic station. Oh, mate. Demo. Oh, this is certainly to be an absolute nightmare,
2: isn't it? Uh, daredevil. Oh. Uh, not the Danish Daredevil.
0: Did I, you just I, have?
2: Like I think it might be the diamonds, f- actually. It's the dynamite. I've, I've just googled dynamite. It. Brilliant,
1: thanks, Jack. So it's yeah. the diamonds. Is that what you
0: said? Well done. Um, yes. Marcus. So
1: Joel, did you just like have a book in 1993 yes. about <laughs> Danish Denmark. football, one of the euros that's just come up with all these facts about them? There a few questions in there about the about the
0: euros, um, which, which I found which I just thought were quite quite interesting. Um, but it'd be helpful to see if I had the answers. So apologies for that yeah. one. Thanks for rescuing me, Jack. You, Three you, one. You
2: you also did Kane Marcus for not having the no particular. Yeah, I did. Question I, last week. I,
0: I did, and now I've um, that's come back to bite me in the bottom. So there you go. <laughs> Pot kettle black. Question number eight. Here we go. Right, Marcus, at the ready. Let's go. Kasper uh, Dolberg, Denmark's leading scorer at Euro 2020. Place for which club?
2: Uh, I'd be first Nice. Okay, I'll give you that.
0: Three, two.
2: Well when we done. listen back, we will realise how fixed that is. We're trying to get a bit so of, early. we're trying to get a bit of drama here, Jack. Just go with okay. it.
0: Question number okay. nine.
2: Okay, things at the
0: ready. Which Danish player spent five seasons at
1: Barcelona? <clears throat> Marcus. Ah. Oh. So I've heard Danish. It's not Martin Braithwaite. I thought it was Martin Braithwaite. Five seasons at Barcelona.
0: I'm going to have to put the clock on you. Five, four, three, two, one. No. No. On to you, Jack. Louder. Which one? Uh, Michael. Correct. Not Brian. So that's a four-two. So that's sort of um, game over. But I'll give you the 10th question anyway. Who is the head coach of Denmark?
2: Oh, how can we not get this? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Is it someone Olsen? Awesome? No. This is um, it's really poor actually that we're not gonna. I'm not gonna get this, even though he was brilliant, wasn't he, at the Euros? The way he dealt with everything. But um, no, his name's not gonna come to me. Okay.
0: I don't think I would have got it. It's Casper Holmond.
2: Yeah. That's no. Holmond, Yeah.
1: Uh, Very a, a terrific job, like Christian Eriksen, Casper Schmeichel, Yusuf Poulsen, just Christensen have not been even in a question. No, not yet, but so that's the that first I... part of the quiz. That's the sort of the, the history.
0: Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. That was a, a victory for you, Jack, four two. So well done, another win. Thanks. Um, so as you as you quite rightly pointed out there, Marcus, there are a lot of players from Denmark. I've named a few there, giving me a few teasers. So like in previous weeks, where we've done a a sort of a go around the table, the virtual table, naming Denmark players, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go around, see how many we can get. The person who can't answer, you get five seconds, then you're out. Um, I'm joining in as well. So I'm not going to do, don't worry about, before we did like goalkeeper defender midfield, I think that's too hard. So let's just, let's just crack on. And let's see how many Danish footballers past and present we can all name, no doubt I'll be the first one to go. Uh right. <laughs> I'll start I'll start us off and then we'll go to Jack and then to Marcus. Okay. Wow. So right. I'm gonna start things
2: off with Casper Schmeichel. Jack. Uh Yannick Vestergaard. Christian
1: Eriksson.
0: Pierre Emir Kui.
1: Andreas Christensen. Mikkel Damsgaard,
2: Peter Schmeichel, Dalsgaard, Simon Kjaer, Michael Laudrup, Brian Laudrup, Martin Braithwaite, uh, John Dal Thomson, Dennis Romadal Casper Dolberg, Holson. <laughs> Jack goes you. It's you! I'm after you.
1: I just He's said Paulson.
2: Said... Oh sorry, that didn't come through. Uh Michael Houlson. Larson.
1: Michael Larson.
2: Uh, Thomas Delaney. Henrik Larson. Thomas
1: Sorensen. Daniel Vars.
0: Yeah. Oh Chris. Oh no, I'm gone. I think I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I fancy Christian Eriksson, but we've had You're that done. already. Yeah, I'm out. Um, over to you two, as expected, really.
2: Uh, Zanka. Jonas Wind. Miler.
1: Who's the big striker? Cornelius.
2: Martin Albrechtson.
1: Anders Christiansen. Is he uh, one? No, you've just made up a name. Anders, no, there's an Anders Christiansen. Is there? Is, is there? No. Third okay. tier um, of them
2: up? Anders um, Christiansen.
0: Uh, yeah, a a, a, yeah, that, that yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah that is. Anders Christiansen. I'll give you that. Danish troubler. Yeah. Who exist. does he play for? Who does he play for? Uh, Malmo, I think. Yeah, he plays for Malmo as a midfielder. That's a, that's a great guess when I'm off. Over to you, Jack. Great guess,
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, dearie me. John Jensen. I mentioned him earlier. But
1: haven't we had John Jensen? No. I don't
2: think not in so. this quiz.
1: Uh, uh, have we had... Have we had... Um,
2: Here we go. His name Mar- This is, is Ancris Christensen.
1: <laughs> no Something um, Jay Mahler So Mahler Yeah Ma-
2: en- my- Myler I said it What Wacky Myler?
1: Yes I said
0: Just- it I Ah
2: Well done What a game uh, Okay So
0: you're conceding there Yeah you, you guys were showing off At the end there You were going on Far too Far too long uh, I'm ready to
2: come in With one of my favourite players Klaus Jensen oh, as well The old Charlton boy Do you know I didn't was- say it's Thomas uh, Thomas Graverson yeah. Were, yeah um, one of yeah. my favorite
0: players for Everton. I remember bet he him was. in um it was the other lad in midfield? It was Gravity. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, <laughs> get them in there. My team every day of the week. Couple
2: of white balls, didn't they? It was <laughs> on the snooker table. Yeah, in They're just absolute pocket you. And them. then um, and then Thomas Graveson gets a move to Real Madrid. And then yeah. while he's in Real Madrid, he becomes the most successful business owner, like hits the jackpot with investments. And just from what I've read, just lives in Vegas twenty four seven now. Just does what want. it's does the he wants. Got girls in there, parties. Yeah, he's one of the most wealthy blokes around. I didn't know that. Fair
0: play. Fair play to him if you're listening. And uh, well done you, Thomas. (laughs) I'm sure he is (laughs) from (laughs) a European in show (laughs) With the eight-hour time difference. Um, As it is. Well, great stuff. Thanks, chaps. Uh, Interested to see how you got on at home. Please do let us know how you got on, particularly with the uh, bit of history. Uh, We're on Instagram at tefspod. Same with Twitter. Email us gmail.com. Interested to know how many players you can name as well who are Danish.
2: that's, that's the first one, Word Association, where we've not all crumbled early. Yeah, we've all
0: done really well
2: there, actually. Myself, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah. But it makes
0: you realise how many good players have come out of, out of Denmark. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, great stuff. Okay, guys, let's move on to the games we've taken in this week. Um, Jack, let's start with you, because I'm intrigued. You took in Copenhagen the FC Michelin. Watch, yeah. watch, uh, so so they've got a really interesting connection with a team in the Premier League.
2: Wow. Well done, Joel, I am going to come on to that. And uh, I've focused on I um, Obviously, I'd like to think I knew a little bit about them anyway, because the owner, who I'm going to speak about more than anyone, is Matthew Benham. And he just fascinates me. He's part of the... So he's a professional gambler, and he's made his wealth through just pure data analytics and looking at numbers and calculating probabilities of chances um, to predict games uh, and make big bets um, and he's he's turned uh on an article i read a seven hundred pound loan into 300 million um now matthew benham is also the owner of brentford he's also like a almost a protégé if you like of tony bloom who's the brighton manager who at uh, owner sorry who is also uh, a, a professional gambler these people just how they do it it um, just absolutely fascinates me like for example there's a quote from Matthew Benham about Brentford's recruitment and it'll be the same as Mitchell and let's say you have player A and player B two strikers and player A scores three goals in 10 games player B scores zero goals in 10 games, but on an average, if player B gets in the right places more frequently, then they know that he's got more chance of scoring longer term uh, because he's got the intelligence to do it, and they will sign the player who has got zero goals in 10 games. Um, and I love things like that. So he he took over as, as uh, owner of Michelin, a majority shareholder, um, and his quote is he uses this club or use this club as his guinea pig because he's a Brentford fan. He wanted to own Brentford and it's a trial and error club. Uh, what he tries at Michelin, what works he brings to Brentford, what doesn't it doesn't really matter because Michelin's his guinea pig. Um, they were formed actually in 1999. It took it over 10 years to merge two clubs, ICAST FC and Herning Fremar They hated each other, local rivals, but they merged in 1999. Matthew Benham took over in 2014-15, and since then, with his analytics and it's, uh, the Moneyball scheme, if anyone's seen or not seen the film Moneyball with Brad Pitt, based on Billy Bean at the Oakland A's baseball, it is one of my favourite films ever. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, I highly recommend you go and watch it, because it relates to all sport, and a lot of football teams are taking this approach. Um, since 2014-15, they've won three Super Leaguers, And last year, they qualified for the Champions League for the first time. They've got a great group, I can remember. I can't can't really remember the big... They definitely have one brilliant team, whether it was maybe Liverpool or Barcelona or someone like that. Um, So the way they run things is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. They've got two. They invested heavily in recruitment. They invested heavily in the... Uh, academy as well and the two most notable graduates who i didn't realize is simon Kiar, the, the current danish captain come through michelland's academy and also i don't know how this happened but winston reed new zealand center half who's had a great you know career come through michelland i don't know how he went over to, to denmark um every one of their managers since 1999 has been danish so you know homegrown uh, they like to do that it's bo henrickson at the moment now, this year, uh, Michelin have, have switched under Bo Hem- Henriksen to a 3 uh, 4 Loads of under-23s to pick from, but the one who I'm going to focus on is Gustav Ishakson. 20 years of age. He is It's a tough one in terms of putting him forward to test because obviously in that position currently is Artur, who I love more than pretty much anyone on the planet at the moment. Um, but the the podcast is the European football show. So maybe it's worth putting him forward to potentially replace him as he come from a special episode in South America. But anyway, Gustav Ishaxon is a left-footed right winger. I love these players. I seem to mention them quite a lot. Very similar to David Brooks, in my opinion. But, um, you know, he's not blessed with lightning speed. But what he is blessed with is a technical... Uh, technical attributes, which are absolutely superb. And what I love about him is, as a left-footed right winger, he is very happy to go on his right. He's not, it's not Robin. You know, he's not only Robin. And you come inside, it's left foot, left foot, left foot. Show him down the right foot; is no problem to him. He's he's brilliant with his right foot, which is very rare, I think, for a lefty, especially you know one of those positions. He's played for every single Danish youth level. He's now under twenty ones. His skill set makes him a versatile player. So he's played on the left in a 3-4-3. Three, three. He's also played in the right. He's also played left wing back for the Danish under-21s. Uh, and he could play as a 10, no problem. So it, he's got six starts so far this year and four goal contributions from right wing. He is... There's 132 players who are under 23 in this league, and he ranks third at the moment for XA, which is expected assists, which is a, a metric I really like because you can be top of assists, but if you look at where the assists come from, some like Pogba, for example, is currently on seven, I think, but he's only created one point something XA. So it's a case of his passes haven't led to brilliant chances. It's just been great finishing after he's passing the ball to feet, for example, maybe whereas uh, Ishakson is already created uh, nearly three XA. So his chances are just putting them on a plate time after time. And it's up to his teammates to finish them. So that's the metric I like to be judged on is the XA. Uh, and he's very, very high on that for me. Areas to improve is probably doesn't get enough goals is composure in front of goal. The techniques are there, but I think sometimes it can be a little bit rash, maybe sort of um, just stab at it or just drag a leg. But, you know, all the techniques are there. Um, What a lovely player. Um, What else can I say about him? I feel like he... Will be in the Danish. have got quite a few nice technical players at the moment, but he's a, a Denmark full international in the making. His ceiling, where can he go? Top league in Europe, I think, from what I've seen. Michelin are great for for bringing products through. The chances are you'll see him at Brentford. I would have thought, being you know the deals that they do. Um, is it da, is it Dalsgaard or Damsgard? Which one from Brentford to Michelin this year? Yeah, and then uh, Onyeka come from like twelve million from Michelin to Brentford back in in the other direction. So um, I'm sure that if if European clubs think that Ishakson is ready for a top division move, I'm sure Brentford get first dibs. But uh, the guy that I'm putting forward is Gustav Ishaxson. Keep an eye out for him. I think he's great. Transfer marked to have him at 900k at the moment. So that's only going to rise uh, very quickly.
0: Yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it? The How clubs are using stats now. I know absolutely that's something you look for all the time, Jack. And I know you mentioned Brentford do it. I, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. Look, just looking at, see a piece of paper and saying, okay, that person's got that many goals, that many assists, they must be good. But there's nothing like actually seeing them in a game, in the flesh and actually measuring their performance that way.
2: I understand how important stats are, but just to go on yeah. them. I just yeah, but no, just, yeah, but they use numbers to narrow the shortlist. Mm. You know, they'll pick on numbers, the best three for one role, the best five for one role, and then the scouts will, like the analysts, will pick out the players by the numbers. Then the scouts and then the, the the decision makers will do the eye test. Which one do they think suits the system? So it's just an easy way of narrowing the uh, the shortlist. Essentially, it's it's yeah, stats are uh, it's how you read them and how you interpret them to your advantage. Because like you're mm. right, Joel. They they can be. They can be interpreted wrong, um, and if they don't suit the style, like the biggest example is probably Jolington For me, had a great year for New, uh, for Hoffenheim in Germany, and Newcastle yeah. paid forty million off the back. But he played the majority of the time for Nagelsmann, left side of a 4-2-3-1. Newcastle mm. signing, playing as a number nine in a counter-attacking direct side, it just didn't work. <laughs> Jöllington looked mm. awful at Newcastle, mm. and he gets the stick. Poor recruitment. Really poor recruitment. They, he didn't. He didn't suit the style of play. You know, he was playing a completely different brand of football from where he was. Um, whereas, how many the Brighton and Brentford and teams of, of that? that. Could you that again? Did you do that? My little Apple Watch there. just, did. Oh. Oh, yeah, it
0: was nice. Um, nice for them to get involved in this. Yeah. yeah f- thank debate. You. Uh, great. Great yeah, to just, hear their, just, their just thoughts. Just say, no, I've got an
2: Apple Watch now. Um, they don't get just any wrong. You know, mm-hmm. Eve Basuma, Who heard of him at Brighton? Where did he come from? I don't. I don't even know if I know now. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah. one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. He can play for anyone. Uh, and there's just there's loads of examples. I mean, even plucking Adam Webster from Bristol City, Brighton. This is. But I mean, Brent Brentford have decided to look at I mean, nearly all of Brentford's signings to get them into the Premier League have been for pennies. Apart from Ivan Tony, who since he signed has scored more goals than anyone in English football. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just foolproof, nearly. you know. The way they read their own their own analytics is incredible, and I love it. Uh, I love Brentford. I love Brighton. I feel like Brighton with Graham Potter, if they can keep him, they'll be an established top half Premier League team soon. I think Brentford will, because of the way they run the club, mm-hmm. they will sustain a Premier League um, era, and uh, it's the way forward. And those that aren't doing it need to catch up. It certainly feels,
0: it's quite a shrewd move. You've got sort of the big clubs. I mean, take Man United for example, they just chuck money at anyone and everyone because they can afford to yeah. do so and people want to play for Man United. But it's these yeah. smaller clubs, as you say, like Brentford, like Brighton, who have got to get quite smart, shrewd moves based on statistics, um, who can who can deliver. And that's the only way yeah. for them to succeed. Some will pay yeah. off, some won't. But those who do pay off more than, if, if those that do pay off outweigh those who don't, then they've got a really good chance of succeeding. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly. already
2: come to happen, isn't it? Yeah. And their key, the, the key word for them is undervalued. They're in the market to try and find undervalued players. So mm-hmm. not necessarily bad players that they necessarily develop, but ones that uh, their numbers are not adding up to the player value. And that's where they go with it. The resale value, the, the chances are, you know, they spend little. If it doesn't work, they spend little. But the majority of them work. You know, Brentford's, uh, are, I mean, well, someone else takes over I can get a list of the profits that they've made off someone like Chris Mepham for example Bournemouth paid maybe 15 million rising to 20 or something like that for someone they paid absolute pennies for um Andre Gray um who was the latest number nine who Ivan Tony replaced please Ollie Watkins uh, n- yeah. no no money at all being spent massive money in yeah um it's just and, and if they get one wrong you don't hear about it because they spent 500k on him and but, but they don't get any wrong they go in no. their B team they knocked off the academy and they get loaned out they you know they they just do everything brilliantly as much as I love an academy just the way Brentford run uh, and Matthew Benham's just a really really smart man
0: mm. great thanks for that Jack extremely insightful uh, right Marcus what about you what, what about the game that you uh, you took in
1: so I took in FC Nordjylland versus Randers. This was a fifth versus fourth game and both teams only winning one out of their last four before coming into the game. Now, the reason I wanted to focus on FC Norderland was because they have the youngest average age in the league and, I would argue, in the whole of professional football. Yeah. They, their youngest average age is 21.8 years old. That's an average age. Wow. That's a whole wow. lot Incredible. Essentially, it's an under twenty-one team, basically yeah. Yeah, under yeah. twenty. Yeah. Um, so this is a team that we, we just, you just physically can't ignore. Both top goal scorers for Nordsjælland this season with three apiece. Simon Adingra, who is nineteen years old, and the guy I'm going to be focusing on today, Andreas Scheldrup, is seventeen. Yes, 17, I mean. He can only just start learning how to drive in the UK 17. He is a year older than buying scratch cards and energy drinks 17. He's playing under 15's football two years ago. Mm. Just looking wow. at their squad as well,
2: there's the centre half Kean Hansen's 32. So if he wasn't there, their average age is probably
1: <laughs> about 14. Yeah, yeah, They've built they've built a team around their dad. <laughs> they've started <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> but no, it was And the game, it's, and, uh, by all means You can't win anything with kids Also the name of my uh, fantasy football team Going into Jack's fantasy league you, They're not losing, they're not dead last um, But neither in Nordjaland, they are fifth And very much Start of the season, they're doing very well mm. But what an exciting game this was It was completely end-to-end I would say Rand Randers slightly edged it And they were deserving of the win They were a very explosive team And totaling 20 shots in the game Uh, to uh, Nordjylland's 12. But they didn't really play possession-based football, Randers. They were more like a Bielsa's Leeds team, throw the kitchen sink, all or nothing, expansive football. We're going for win, we're going, we're going for win, we're going for shots. And the game ended 3-2 to Randers. Whereas uh, Norgeland played slightly more possession based football, but still was very much attack versus attack, end to end, like a basketball match. And it was just what an incredible advert for Danish football together. Um, from what I could gather, the game was so all over the place. Well, it was just end to end. It was very hard to, to gauge uh, an attacking formation, a defensive formation. But from what I gathered, Norgeland played a 4 3 1 2 where essentially the back seven did that, that four, three, the back seven did their best defensively. I mean, they conceded three goals, 20 shots, only seven on target. You'd say that's, if you're a defender, you, you take that. Um But when, when they went forward, generally only one of that midfield three went forward as well. So it's quite an interesting way to see how they, how they, how they attacked. But the front three in Norgeland, so that one and the two were, probably the most interchangeable was probably the most interchangeable system I've ever seen it was so fluid um, the, the front three knew exactly what each other's jobs were in, in their different positions so if um, say Dingle went out left um, Schleuderup would fill in as the, the second number nine or as, as, the, as the second front man and would press, they would all press identically to each other in different position, it was actually incredible to see. It just looked like they was so well drilled. Um, yeah, you know, it was so fluid and absolute pleasure to watch. But the player I'm focusing on who really stood out for me was probably is, is the player I tend to recommend most, Andreas Schelderup, the 17 year old uh, Norwegian attacker. So he played in that one, that kind of the free roam, the talisman. The in Brazil they call it the trekortista, mm. which is three quarters in Brazilian, by the way. If anyone's ever thought what Trek Ortista means, three quarters, three quarters up the pitch. Um, just like that. Um, but he plays in that one, and it looked like he has been playing this position for a while. And he's exactly what I look for in the player, and the, the players I talk most about in this podcast. The players who the fans come to see, who start doing things that others can't. Players that seem to make the right and the mature decision at the right time, and actually have an end product as well. And this is what uh, Shell Draft absolutely gives you. Now, defensively, when I talk about these players, I don't tend to mention how good they were defensively, because <clears throat> when you play in that position, maybe I have been suspect of it before as well, um, when you get given that free run position, you kind of get given licence to go wherever you want. So your defensive positions, you don't tend to take up as much. You, you, your defensive duties, you, you may ignore it, okay? But his defensive, his defensively, he was superb. So when they defended, I didn't know if this just was just because Randers were throwing the kitchen sink. But they ended up with eleven players behind the halfway line when they were defending, which I thought was interesting to see. But what this meant for Schelde up, they 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 still kept that 4-3-1-2 formation. So when the ball was defended, when the ball was cleared, generally it was Schelde up who would often be the first outlet when defending. When they got the ball and they passed out, was, it was, which is a lot of responsibility when you're in that position, when you're that lone player, probably in your own half, picking up a ball where your options, you've only got two players in front of you and the rest of the seven are behind you, but they've just been busy defending. But when he received it, he was so comfortable on the ball and he was always happy to receive the ball in that dangerous place, where he's got three players around him in his own half. And if he did lose it, Randers are guaranteed another attack on goal. So he always seemed really, really calm and mature and never looked in danger when going forward with it he would always look to find the attackers. He'd always take the ball on the back foot um, when he could and find a pass, which he made, he completed a lot of. And then going forward, he loved to impact the play. I mean, this is just a player that I I think I've, I've, I've recommended a few times, this sort of player, but plays behind the front two, always seen kind of floating in, in between the lines. Um, he's always, but unlike other number 10s as well, pressing was such a big part of this game where it's probably 17 he probably doesn't know what it's like to be out of breath. All he did was run, <laughs> just like constantly run, run, run. And without. Uh, if, if anyone over the age of 23 did that much running, they probably wouldn't be able to walk the next day. <laughs> but even in his own half, chasing the ball down, no matter whereabouts on the pitch, and always meaning that you're always getting two men to press one person. And he was always that extra person, which fitness-wise is fantastic, but just the desire to win the ball is great. Um, I did leave the ball feeling so su- i did leave the ball. did leave the game feeling somewhat disappointed <laughs> in torture land as shelter literally created i couldn't tell how many chances and when i say chances putting it on a plate um finding finding chances that you didn't even think were on making decisions that you're thinking how did you even see that you you don't have eyes in the back of your head it's not wasn't biologically possible to be able to see that pass and i did feel a little bit disappointed for him because he did have chances himself um which i'm sure him coming off the pitch he, he felt he could have finished as well but what a player What a player dribbling was superb but it was it was he wasn't like a your hazard um sort of term where you run at players he he did he did kind of he, he did put the he did put the defenders on the back foot but more with his passing, more with his one-twos around the corner. And it's just, it just dictated the play from, from his position, which was great to see. Um, but he scored three goals this season with the same amount of assists in nine games. So that's six goal contribution nine games, I think, which puts him joint top for Norgiland and third in the league for goals. I say joint third in the league. There's many players on three goals so far. Mm. But his tra- his history behind it is so interesting. So he's, he started his career at Bodo Glimt um, before moving to Norgiland. But, he was an absolute wonder kid at Bodo Glimt, by the way. When he was at si- when he was 16 years old, he scored three goals in eight senior games. And then he re- that was when he kind of put his name in light. So here's the clubs that tried to sign him when he was 16 at Bodo Glimt. Liverpool, Juventus, Bayern Munich, PSB and Atalanta. All right, And they all had contracts for him. But instead, he chose FC Norgeland, where he wanted to develop himself by playing regularly for the under-19s and then eventually break into the first team. But he's completely right. bypassed. Nineteens, and he's now na- nailed on starter for the first team. I think in the nine in the nine appearances, he's only made one off the bench, probably his mm-hmm. first one, and the rest have been rest have been starts. Um, but he, th- this guy's absolutely he set the world light so far. And transfer marks, you Jack, yours is at nine hundred thousand. I think mm-hmm. this is quite impressive. His is at two point six million. Very impressive. I bet, uh, his,
2: how- I bet his dad's his agent. Uh, you know that someone he needs to be. He must be well-guided to have that mindset, yeah. make those decisions. That is, not many
1: people do that. I expect what would have happened is he would have gone to probably someone like Bayern Liverpool. And if not playing in there, you set would probably have been loaned back anyway. Mm. But I think he go somewhere and develop his game. And he, by the way, very mature player as well. Um, he's not just like a rash player who's got a load of talent. He's so mature for his age. Um, mm. oh. Very lean but... Yeah, he's just a, just an absolute joy to watch, and he's he's starting to break at the age of seventeen. He's starting to break through that that ceiling of of things that players can do really well to things that most players can't do, which is making those key decisions at the right time, which is really good to see. But yeah, remember remember the name Andreas Schilderup. I am going to be putting it in test. It'd be silly of me not to. Where yeah, he fits in, true. I don't know, but he is a number ten. He could probably. He, Played out wide fantastically, picked up many positions, could take a centre with Phil, but mm. I'll put him definitely forward because he's going to be massive.
0: Yeah, he sounds terrific. I've got to be honest, the, the game I've taken in and the player I've got is not in the, going to be in the same league as the, the two you have. Uh, both put forward, um, so I'm
2: gonna really struggle <laughs> to uh, deliver that. But, but, I'll you, but, but I'm sure we've got the next Christian Eriksson you know what this, this
0: is? I think this is the only week where I just haven't got got that comparison. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit more detail about that player. So thank you very much, Marcus. So the game I took in, I definitely chose the wrong game. Uh, it was Ville v. Voiburg, <laughs> Ville a rock bottom. Uh, they got their first point to end a run of five straight defeats. I do love a team that I write down there in a dogfight, but unfortunately, just not much talent and their football was pretty dreadful. Uh, playing a typical four, 4 2 I mean, you can see probably why they are where they are with that formation, uh, whereas Voyberg, eighth, uh, playing 4 3 Three, uh, both goals, I won't with the details of those, both came in the uh, in the first half, wanting put the visitors ahead, and Djokovic uh, got the equaliser for the host. So finished one all. Now, the player I'm going to talk about, he's somebody, just want you to create a bit of a, a vision here. He's somebody who is called Abraham uh, Said, who plays for Vojberg. He plays in the front three on the left, 19-year-old Nigerian forward. Now, I think he's got bags of talent. I really do. And I think he's going to be really good, but he's not quite there yet. It's going to take a few years. And I think he's somebody I want people to have a look out for in the next, I don't know, in five years time. Let's see, see where he goes, but say so plays on that left. He's very quick. He's very agile. He runs at defenders. Like you said, Jack, he's on his left, but he can come in onto his right as well. he causes defenders all kinds of uh, chaos. He's got a really wicked right foot course defenders problems uh, all day all day long, very nimble footwork, just very smart, technically very good, and he's got a football brain um as well. Now in terms of his value, he's only valued wait for it, <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> Forty five thousand
1: <000. laughs> which is probably yeah, why look out, him, right? look out for him in the next but
0: years. In stark contrast to you, Marcus, last week when he put forward this super-duper striker who's been linked with £21, £21 million moves, he's somebody already in, in the limelight. This guy, this is very much, this is this is the epitome of what we do, isn't it? Unearthing young talent. People we've never heard of, f- valued at £45,000. Whether he's going to go on and do great things, who knows? But I want people to, to remember that name. I'll say it again. Abraham said. Okay, so he was signed from Gabo. Babs Football Academy in Nigeria. So this is his first sort of professional move. And do you know what? Last season, he was signed in October 2020. Didn't really get many games. Uh, made a few appearances. Whereas this season, he started pretty much every game. And he's really coming into his own. He's played for Nigeria under-17s. As I said, he's getting minutes. He's got contracts um, at Voiburg until 2024. So I just wonder, if he gets to that end of that contract, where will he be in a few years? Um Actually, on the rare occasion, I won't be putting him forward for Test FC. I think it's pointless um, because he's just not quite ready. And given that the two pairs you put forward, it's just, yeah, it's just going to be another another a whitewash pole, isn't it? So, um, but I think in the future, let's keep an eye on him. Next couple of years, let's see where he goes. I'm, I'm really infused by by this player. He's not there yet, but I think he will be in years to come. Um, so that's the player but, but I... Uh, was really impressed with and that was, that was the game. So, uh, yeah, in stark contrast to what you two both took in. I don't know if you, have you heard of Ibrahim said, either of you have interest? No, no, no. Okay. Well, trust me in a few years time, big money deal.
1: (laughs) I hope you're right. right. Trust me in four years time when 23 and he's just coming out of his golden golden age is, uh, yeah, I'm sure you know, it makes it's like a I
0: you know, sometimes players can propel really quickly can't they particularly like non-league players like Jamie Vardy Matt Tubbs I know it's quite rare but sometimes you, you get a bit of form people start looking at you and then boom your career just
1: becomes yeah, yeah, super Like Ian Wright was a late bloomer as well wasn't he mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep I'd so like the 90s, plenty of time yep say
0: 19's old I'd say 19 you know next couple of years crucial aren't they it's 21 is going to be? Um, so Denmark then, chaps. I know we spoke about, we went around the sort of merry-go-round of players we listed of our, of our favourite players of all time. Let's start with you, Jack. Favourite Danish footballer?
2: Well, I do this quite a lot, but, you know, for nostalgic reasons, as a kid, I just loved doing the dream team. Mm. And when... When I was a kid, when you did the Sun Dream Team, there was no transfers. Yeah, you had to pick eleven players, and that was that for the whole year. And I remember having to hand write it, and your dad was yeah. like,
0: "Who's that player?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> you
0: could uh, make out by eleven players.
2: <laughs> but um, the, the 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 tactic when you can't uh, when you can't make transfers is to go cheap at the back and go big up front. And when you go cheap mm. at the back, Thomas Sorensen had a career at Aston Villa and Sunderland and was always dirt cheap and would give you eight, nine, 10 clean sheets every year and would cost you the minimal price. And uh, I, I think I just stuck with him about four years in a row. And I absolutely love the bloke. Real good keeper. But uh, for nostalgic reasons, I think Thomas Sorensen tips my favourite Danish player. Marcus?
1: Um, I mean, have a guess as a Leicester fan.
0: Oh, it's got to be Casper, isn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, he is Mr. Leicester FC. I mean, you can't talk about Leicester's success in the last 10 years without mentioning Casper Schmeichel. Um, Just from a lot to look like, I don't know. I don't know if he's done many interviews on it, but imagine your dad being Peter Schmeichel and a reputation that comes with. All of a sudden, your son is now playing championship football or he played for Man City as well. We made a few appearances for Man City. The expectation that comes with you, he's become, I would say, his own player. I would say, in some respects, he's better than Cashbrush Michael. Is 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 in than his dad? Sorry, his distribution. Um, I, like he's he's made some so, so many important saves. He's just and he's he led Leicester wouldn't have won the Premier League without him. Basically. I'm sure you could say because he, even behind, even behind the uh, behind the scenes, he, he does so much. So I mean, I, I won't talk too much, but Cashmir Michael all day
0: because he had a bit of a tricky start, didn't he as well when he first came to Leicester? I remember he had quite; a, he was criticised quite a lot, wasn't he? I think it was his first season,
1: and then yeah, you had to think about Leicester's team though. Leicester's team were really yeah. like they started relying on; they were just relying on like uh, signing from like lower leagues and. Mm. You had the best player was the likes of Matty Fryer, for example, who imagine that's the best player when you sign. You're thinking, hmm, this club's not got many directions to go in. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I
0: think for me, um, as a Saints fan, I absolutely love watching Pierre, Amir, Hoibier. What an absolutely man. I even got um, some Saints shorts with his number 23 on them. And that was just shortly after he left to go to Tottenham. Cheers, mate. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm definitely
0: that man. He was so much money in the Superstore. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I do like him. But we, we, we mentioned about uh, Graveson, didn't we, for Everton. What, what a player. Now you told me that story about Vegas. I love him more. So, uh, yeah, let, let's let's go with it. Good stuff. Thank you, chaps. Right, let's move on. And I'm dreading this part of the show, the fantasy football section. I'll just remind you of the rules before we get stuck into the scores. Five points for goals scored, five points for goalkeeper and defender clean sheets, three points for assist. two points for the field at clean sheet, one point for the start, minus three for an own goal red card penalty miss. I don't think any of us have had a minus no. three yet, have we? No, no. Interesting. No, no actually, actually, I think time. Red card minus, minus three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that... Did you have Randy? <laughs> Pretty, was that... Randy. <laughs> Randy <laughs> and Teddy. Oh, yeah. uh, I was so tempted to mention him in the intro. But there you Thank go. Uh, leaderboard, Jack, 138. Joel, 119. Marco, 118. Apologies, there was a little bit of confusion in last week's episode. Hope you enjoyed okay. the entertainment. Uh, right, so... Let's start with me, actually, because I think I've done the worst this week. (laughs) Uh, So, let's start with Morata for Benfica. Wow, he was on the bench. Cheers, (laughs) then No points. The man I bigged up is the next Diego Forland Borselli. He was on the bench. Didn't get looking. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Going really well, isn't it? Maturest for Sporting Lisbon. Uh, Midfield King Sheik got two points. Chiquino for Estoril. Really impressed with him. Just got the points. And Peter Moussa for Ba Vista, one point, which gives me four
2: in total. Uh, jo- Jolie, if Mateus started as well, you get three, don't you, for the clean sheet and the start. Oh, uh, yes. Thank you. You're so generous. Five.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's not going to help me, but I appreciate it. Right, Jack, how'd you go?
2: Yeah, on? I'm dreading this mainly because of how good Marcus is. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I had a bit of a, a, bit of a grot. Great with Marcus in terms of oh, putting God. forward a player to test on earth that's already had a 21 million pound move, but it's on mine and you it's on me and you, Joel, for not putting him in our fans. Yeah, family. yeah, well, it's completely our fault. You know, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I yeah. did, I didn't do enough research for this. No, team. me too. So, for example, I said Gonçalo and Asio, and I knew I wanted to profile him specifically, and I knew he was injured mm. or hasn't been, you know, or not ready to play. I still put him in my team. Uh, sporting got clean sheet. He would not in the squad. Um, I then went with Morato of <laughs> Benfica. Is starting, played ninety minutes every week. Yeah. Darwin <laughs> Darwin Nunes plays up front for Benfica, and I looked at his uh, minutes and thought he ain't playing ninety minutes every game at the moment. I just don't know why. I thought Murato Benfica might keep a clean sheet. Mara on the bench, zero points. Uh, Chiquinho Estoril uh, on the bench. Um Joao Mario is my only saviour for Porto. He got a uh, clean sheet for six points. Marcus Edwards of uh, Victor Gimenez got one point. So I, I finished on seven. It's measly, disgusting. So uh, Chiquinho
1: started. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, reason.
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, I get eight. I get eight. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, eight. We'll very generous.
0: Yeah, we'll be very generous. So yeah, so that's
1: unusual. I, yeah. Here we that's go. So I've got a bit one, four, six. six. Yep. I've I've got a bit of an issue with you guys about yeah. Darwin because when I said it none of you were like ah oh, Darwin Nunez no we weren't oh, to be technically, fair technically I did
2: I had to remind you that you hadn't even mentioned his name in the in your briefing yeah. of the profile and I said
1: Marcus are you want about Darwin Nunez and you're like oh yeah I am actually <laughs> no no uh, you said what's his name and I said Darwin no, Nunez no I didn't I said yeah, did. to confirm I said to confirm, are you all about Darwin Nunez? Look back, we have recordings. If only only our podcasts were recorded, we can listen back.
2: Exactly. And
1: you will listen back and you'll be wrong. But yes, I had a fantastic week. Uh, How Mario, defender for Porto, clean sheet, six points. I put Goncalves for sporting or Pote, he's injured, not in the squad, zero points. I did see my profile. Darwin Nunez, start and two goals, 13. Fran Navarro for Vicente he got an assist and a start four points and Chiquinho one point so all in all hang on sorry 13
0: it's five five
2: points for a goal isn't it
1: yeah it should be 11 11, not 13 you're not claiming a midfielder
2: clean sheet here when he plays up front huh
0: no how did you
1: you
2: get to 13 so it's
0: five for a goal two goals and then one for starts That's, that's 11 yeah
1: yeah, 11 Because I was just Sorry, thinking I've missed here, so many this, this points guy. Throughout this leaderboard This guy <laughs>
0: If that's what we're doing I'd be well up there <laughs> Makes zone rules well, We've got to keep such tabs On this chap, haven't we? You know, oh,
1: Marcus, yeah players Yeah loose, players are, He's a loose cannon <laughs> I will just going to get
0: A 25-year-old in there and see if they know <laughs> it
1: Well, I've obviously Just typed in The wrong button Haven't I? <laughs> so, Sorry, Marco um, Carry on That's uh, two goal. Obviously it's 11 points You idiots it's not thirty. <laughs> Fran Navarro from Sente got an assist and a start, which is four points, and Chiquinho got the one point. So all in all, that puts me on... I have to work it out now. 22.
0: 22. Okay. Right. So new leaderboard, Then Jack retains his position. Pole position, cool. 146. Marco has absolutely leapfrogged me. He's gone from 118 to 140. And I'm... Last 124. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. oh no. It's oh, a long way back. Gosh, it really is. <laughs> that is just so depressing. Okay, right. Well, hopefully we can explore it back this week. What can the Danish stars offer us? Uh, let's start with you, Jack.
2: Yeah, uh done more research this week. I've got two defenders and three up front. My two defenders are Rasmus Cartinson of Silkeborg, Matthias Ross of Aalberg, uh, Alborg. Uh, my three forwards are Gustav Ishaxson of Micheland, Jonas Aldervind of Copenhagen, who I probably think we all will have, and Andreas Scheldrup of
1: Norjland. Marcus? I've got Scheldrup of Norjland. Toss-up between him and the other top goalscorer, but I went with him. Jonas Wind for Copenhagen, uh, Kamara for Randers, Dreyer for Ruben Kazan, and Ross for Alborg. Ruben Kazan, (laughs) you chose someone who's gone to play in Russia. (laughs) Drea, Uh, where are Ruben Kazan? Sorry, (laughs) there you As soon as I said them out, I don't know where I got Ruben Kazan. Drea does play. Who's the player? Drea. Drea. (laughs) You'd say yours. uh,
0: Yeah, okay.
1: I'll I'll, I'll just go look up that my player's playing in Russia. Am I right
0: to get a player from each country? Five countries in Europe, as if anyone notices. Okay. Oh, because he's playing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's got three and two in Russia as well.
0: <laughs> oh this is just absolute oh. that's hilarious uh, we're in denmark <laughs> but here we go i've got someone made a short trip over to uh to russia
1: <laughs> to Ruben oh, uh, God. God. i did my research so late
0: you do your research so well at this five a
1: side section Marco. My, it's always so great till this point isn't it where it's absolute carnage oh. Um, Obviously, okay. Ruben Kazan. I, I'm talking about the Ruben Kazan in Denmark. So,
2: yeah. uh, Ruben Kazan ball.
1: Yeah, that well-known team. What a What's the player this Anders Dreyer is, by the way. He's 23. <laughs> <laughs> Worth $6 million On the transfer
2: uh, Yeah, he got a hat-trick on one of his second games for Kazan. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Anders Dreyer. You need to come up with another player. No, he doesn't. That is on him. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I don't think that. I, I... Joel, wrap oh. get your get your team in and wrap the podcast. Okay, up. all right. He does Victor, not get that one. Okay,
0: my five are Victor Christiansen for Copenhagen, uh, Gustavo Sacken for Michelin. I know I think you've got him, Jack. Really, really hope he's gonna do great things. Pedro Ferreria, Elborg, uh, Ibrahim, uh, said, my man from Weiberg, and Mikael Anderson, Aharas. Who has got a good track record? Uh, again, apologies if I pronounce all those players
1: incorrectly. Fifth, <laughs> my fifth player is going to be Joel's Ibrahim, said.
2: Oh, yeah. Or yeah, Stied, I,
1: I, I wouldn't be too worried.
2: No. <laughs> say.
0: Are we Are we allowing him a fifth player then, Jack? What's, 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 what's the <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, I think we probably should. Fifth? It's, it's that, bef- I know, I know, but it's before the fiction has taken place. Uh, exactly. I mean, we, I think next time we just don't say anything. And then when he reads the team out and realizes that no, they've got two in the points point. in Russia. Or sorry, two goals and ten
2: points we'll just, in Russia. We'll just laugh at the end and say, Right, well, see yeah. you next week. Yeah. Um, this, cool, this there is, you go. Before we finish, uh Tefs F C. Yeah. We had our poll last week. It's time we've updated it. This is now the first time since we've started the podcast we have an eleven aside full team. And it's an extremely attacking team. It's uh, We're playing in a 3-2-5. So what we now have is Jaha Fafana of La Havre from our League 2 podcast. We have a back three of Jorge Cuenca from Villarreal, who was on loan at Almeria Maria at the time. Armal Belakotchap of Bochum, who has since been promoted. And Harry Darling from our League 1 podcast of MK Dons. Midfield 2, Josh Kittelano from Odd in Norway and Fabio Carvalho from Fulham in the Championship. Our two very attacking wing-backs are Darwin Nunez of Benfica and Riotawa Araki from Kashima, thanks to Charlotte Patterson. We have Noah Lang from Club Rouge as the left inside forward, Artur from Bragantino as the right forward, with Benjamin Sheshko of RB Salzburg from Austria uh, leading the line. What a lovely side. We're Rick, scoring lots of goals. Yeah, yeah. We are Might scoring lots of it's like a seven three, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I'm just interested to know where our next players are gonna go in that team.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be obviously Ishekson or Shelder up, and we have to make the decision. They can only really take the place of either Arthur or Noah Lang, I think. So um, and there are yeah. two golden boys. maybe it's uh is not in Europe, so yeah, neither's Araki of Kashima, but yeah. We'll make that so, cool later. It's a frightening 11, but yeah, we might have to make
0: some rotations, as you say. Great stuff. Thanks for that, Jack. And thanks to you as well, Marcus, uh, for your company no. on the podcast. Can we go to Russia? I, I feel, feel like if <laughs> Kazan. there's ever a country we need to go to next after the carnage right. in that five-a-side section is going to be Russia, <laughs> isn't it? So watch this space. Right, thanks both. Thanks for listening. See you next week.